What's up, everybody? I'm Adam Dash. And as you can see, I am missing my co-partner, Sam Sar for this week as he is studying for his GRE exams because my man is going to PA school and he's grinding this week, so I couldn't be happier. So this week, we have a special guest, a um, person who's nurtured me throughout my life, has inspired me to do my own podcast and everything. It is my middle brother, Brett Dash. Hey, what's, what's going up, on? So this was uh this wow. was an emergency. <laughs> it's a long Damn. bomb. This is how, uh was an emergency. <laughs> this was an emergency podcast. Um, not emergency to say Brett was my time. last choice, but I was I was reaching out to some people <laughs> to seek out. I was gone for spring break last week, and honestly, I'm feeling to do an episode just to talk about music. And who better to talk about than a guy who put the songs <laughs> on my iPod in elementary school and in middle school? Who had me listening to certain rap songs like Chitty Bang and yep. uh, Cody Allen, the OGs, you know it. Yeah, so you're talking to Papa. <laughs> so Brett, um, obviously as an avid listener of your brother's show, you know that we do a playlist title of the week and we choose a song to highlight that playlist. So tell me how you're feeling right now. What's the playlist? What songs get, getting put on it? Yeah. Well, first off, happy to be here. Um, it's exciting. Ooh. Sam. Uh, it's an honor to be filling your shoes, big, big shoes to fill. Um, but uh, this should be a good conversation. Album, oh, playlist of the week. So this week, this week's been a long week, but it's only Wednesday. Um, so I think I just got to really just call this playlist long week. It's the type of playlist yeah. where it seems basic, but like you're just kind of longing for the weekend, right? Yeah. You're pushing through, you're getting stuff done, but like Friday's gonna feel good because you you did what you needed to do throughout the week. So I think I would put on there weekend, Mac Miller and Miguel. Okay. Of course. I, I and then uh Yeah, what is it? One song? One song yeah, or just one songs? song highlight. No, one song's fine. Go weekend. All right, so all right, yeah, weekend, Mac Miller and Miguel would probably be the first song that's on that one. So hey, I'm gonna I'll be playing play. that on Friday. So if you if y'all see me out in New York City, play that on your hey. iPhone. Hey, what you listening to right now? Get on one of those TikToks. Oh, Weekend, Mac Miller. Weekend, Mac uh, Miller, Miguel. My playlist Beethoven title Fifth. for <laughs> my playlist title for the week is going to be Recharge um, because I was just in Mexico and it's been a week of uh, rehydrating and just catching up on sleep. And the song oh. that's been stuck in my head since I was in Mexico. See, I'm not an EDM guy. If you know the show, it's very hip hop centric, sound centric. Uh, but I'm gonna go. With, <laughs> I'm gonna go with "Down Low" by Don Brevsky because it's literally it was like the song of our weekend. We kept playing it. Uh, Give us a little sample. For, hey, down low, got me running and running and down low. Hey, it's a banger. Love that. Um, you know, see, we like, I'm more, to mix, mix genres. I'm more show. of an EDM guy. I'm more of an EDM guy. So like that, we would probably be reversed a little bit. But yeah. I wanted to bring some hip hop flair to obviously the hip hop centric. Yeah. Hey, you, gotta, podcast. You, gotta, you gotta cater towards the show so yeah. to get into our first topic uh, me and brett are three four grades apart so like if he was a senior in high school i was a freshman in high school but we've grown up around similar music so brett from your time to say high school era through your college era at university of maryland what are the five mm. albums that you kind of like summarized your experience what are the what, what, what are your friends bumping what kind of like is like brings you back to a certain time of your life yeah great question so i'm going back to high school 2012 2013 ish uh i'm gonna start with some edm until now 
by Swedish House Mafia. The Swedish House Mafia was huge. Okay. Okay. So uh, don't you worry, child. That Classic. was like that's like the epitome. I feel like of my early high school. Um, moving on. I mean, Drake. Drake made up the majority. Like I'm big, big Drake yeah. stand. I was one per- top one percent listeners. Uh, Spotify, which honestly I was kind of shocked by. But I mean, look, I'm you know light skin out there. Marvin's room, <laughs> a couple of wine, doing my thing. Um, probably uh, if you're reading this too late, that's top album. I agree um, with you right there. Nothing that's was the same. Album. Yeah, nothing was the same. Also up there, and then like moving Warren to college. <sighs> I mean, Funk Wave Bounces Volume One, Calvin Harris. I'll say slide, slide is the best song I think ever. Song. It's a top. It great. If it's like if the weather's nice out at school, like I I leave my house, I put slide on. Like that's like the start of my walk to class. Oh, hundred percent. Um, so that's definitely up there. And then moving more into hip hop realm, I mean, championships, Meek Mill, that was huge. Like 20, 2019, 2018, 2019, after Eagles won championship. Yeah, that amazing album. I think that was just like top top for Meek, and then. I mean, if I'm squeezing one in, probably like 444 by uh, Jay-Z. Okay. He just absolutely dropped that in 2017. So I thought that was, I mean, that was huge. So yeah. A little mix, a little mix between EDM and, uh, and hip hop. No hey, pop I, albums. No pop. So. No but pop. For, for me, pop, pop is more of like an individual song. Like I, I love a nice individual song for pop, but like a pop album, I don't know. Like none of them have like completely stood out to me. Um, I went to a Dua Lipa concert, but like said that was great. the album itself, it was great. I mean, and we'll get into that, but like the album itself wasn't like a top album, but there's definitely bangers on there individually. Yeah. So I was, was going to ask you this later, but it kind of works with this conversation. Do you think when you listen to albums these days, especially since like you're working, it's kind of hard to find time to listen to an hour of music. Do you find yourself listening to full albums front to back, skipping to the songs you like? Or honestly, just finding albums you like with five songs or something, and you kind of just play those five songs. I think it depends, like what kind of mood I'm in. Like throughout the week, I usually just let Spotify curate a playlist for me. And sometimes there will be multiple songs from a specific album on the playlist, right? So, like in that case, I'm hearing it, but it's after a bunch of different other songs. Yeah. There are sometimes though, like I'll grab if I'm going to deep work, I'll gravitate towards a specific album. Like I will listen to like if you're reading this, it's too late, and just like have that play. Um, so I think it's mainly like album. either bouncing. Yeah, it's amazing. It's pretty. It's a short album too, right? Only a couple songs. Um, no, I don't think so. No, it's it's, it's, it's not as long as his his more recent albums. His more I mean, recent yeah, albums he did, has been like he throwing did a double songs. album. Was Scorpion was a double album, so it was like half rap, half R and B. So that's why it was like twenty songs. Yeah, yeah, albums. Very long. Some of these albums are a little, little too inflated these days, especially right. for but the fast paced nature of our generation. Yeah, I mean that's why like sometimes just like hearing a bit of it, a bit of a song helps like you lead into it. That's why like the beginning part is I think is like a huge part of the song that gets at least me to listen to it. But I don't know albums. If I'm on a flight, I'll listen to an album, a full album. But yeah, nowadays, I don't know. I'll just like listen to what's like whatever kind of mood I'm trying to be in. If I'm about to go run or work out, I'm listening to a playlist or individual songs because yeah. albums like just like change. Except for Meek Mill Champions, I, uh, Championships, I think it's just a hype album all around. So that's something that's I can great. listen to straight while like working out. And yeah, that's a good some Bobby Shmurda album. albums. Yeah. <laughs> 
Bobby Schmurd. Um, I'm new- also a Bobby Schmurd fan. I just yeah. don't know the name of the album. I just love his. I love his music. He's just like uh, hardcore New York hip hop. Yeah, no, that's I mean, not Bobby Schmurd. Is that Bobby Schmurd? Oh, I yeah. mean ASAP. ASAP Ferg. ASAP Ferg. Okay. Both Ferg. also good. Also good gym music. Always. Yeah. Who, like who, run it up. Who, run it up. I'm on a new level. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna go my top five, I the one that I'm gonna leave out. But I feel like for my generation, and maybe it's for your college experience, I feel like Astroworld, every single person I know knows okay, that album okay. top to bottom. It's not yeah. like something I personally will listen to constantly, Basic. but I feel like Basic. objectively, everyone loves that album. Um, but for my personal taste, we're going to go 2014 Forest Hill Drive, J. Cole. Okay. okay. I'm trying to also pick only one from each artist because I could easily just make this like a J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar type list. So to pick one from Kendrick, for me, I'm going to go to Pimp a Butterfly, which I think is the best album ever created. You know at home I have a giant tapestry by my bed of that album. That is true. That is true. He has tapestry of that album, and then above on the ceiling is tapestry of Lana Del Rey. So <laughs> a little, little mix. Little mix. No, don't expose me. Uh, number three, we're going to go Frank Ocean Blonde. Okay. Another uh, also, honestly, an album that I, I didn't that. listen to right when it came out. I feel like it released in 2016, so you would have been graduating, and I would have been a freshman in high school. And I think that was kind of my lyrical miracle era, where I was listening to like Logic and all the 90s rap artists behind me. But it took me a little while to start listening to Frank and like Blonde's one of the best albums ever. Mm-hmm. Number four, I, I just started listening to Frank. Like yeah. I, I just kept hearing samples of him on TikTok. And I know that there's always been so much hype around Frank Ocean. I've never dove into any of his albums until recently. He's the goat. I mean, he's obviously phenomenal. I know him from features. Like he was on Raph. He was on. Yeah. He was on Slide. Right. He was on, Slide, on Slide. Calvin Harris. Yeah. But I just never really dove into any of his individual songs. But I, there's just like he's he's worth the hype. I mean, I know he hasn't he hasn't come out with anything in a while, right? He's nope. just been. It's been, I believe, he's six just years. Been quiet. Six That's year hiatus. He's been making like jewelry. And stuff, and his brother. His brother passed away a few years ago, but he's headlining. Mm. He's headlining Coachella this year. So fans are speculating because why wouldn't you release an album in, before you do a major headlining performance? On the other hand, it's Frank Ocean, and he doesn't care. Yeah. So realistically, he's not going to drop. Could um, just be doing his classics. Yeah, but also it's been six years, and people have seen him perform his classics. So as a fan, I'd rather him not. But I'm not paying money to go there, so I won't be there. I'll watch a YouTube stream yeah. of it. Uh, number four, we're going to go with Malibu by Anderson Pack. You know my love for Anderson Pack. I have made my family watch his tiny desk so many times. Uh, Heart Don't Stand a Chance is like the best song ever. I mean, it's just, I think Your it's a perfect. Heart Don't Stand a Chance. Um, hey. I think he is one of the best voices of all time. Like, I'm just a sucker for raspy voices. That's why I love Jay Cole's voice so much. And number five, it's a Mac Miller album. And I've said this before, my top four Mac albums can change on any given day. It's Circles, Faces, Swimming, and Good AM. If I had to pick one to summarize my experience, though. Gun to your head. Got to pick one. Gun to my head. I'm going to say Circles is such a freshman year album to me that it really, like, the other albums are amazing, but they don't take me to a certain place. Like, my rapping style is all based on Faces, the mixtape. But if I listen to, I listen to circles. I feel like I'm in winter, walking around campus, freshman year, walking to my classes. So that that that's always a nice feeling, and that's the coolest part about music, is that it brings you to a specific place. 
Uh, so like you'll probably agree with this. You put on a certain song and it takes you to like cross country practice. Personally, that ruins the song for me because I'm like, fuck. Brutal. That that's Mac Mill. I mean, that's Macklemore's the heist album for me. When like Macklemore came out with that album in like 2012, it was it like yeah. took took the world by storm. I was listening to that, and now when I listen to it, all I think about is like being on a bus going to a three mile race when all I wanted to do is sleep and relax. Brutal. It's awful. Also, there's there's some other um, I don't know, like like Mercy. Mercy definitely yeah. all, like that with with back that was, when that was on Cruel Summer that was like the Kanye yeah good when they were like coming the, out with like tape. songs with like 20, 20 people on each of the songs yeah uh, that makes me think about that also so I don't know I, I still can listen to it it's still a hype song but yeah. I feel it's I feel, exciting yeah. that it's there's, there's always these different eras of music so for that like early I wish I was more I was older for that era for like you definitely got to experience it being on like Twitter especially when I was popping on Twitter. But that early 2010s era of Kanye and just all those people hopping on those random albums. Then I guess getting yeah. more into like 2015 time, you have like your SoundCloud rapper era where you have like Lil Yachty, yeah. Uzi, 21 Savage. And applaud to those guys that they're still around and they're still popular. Mumble rap? Yeah, mumble, which is not the correct term, obviously. It's an outdated term. And you you would even say <laughs> that you were not what's a... The new, what's the new... Yeah, what's like the I wouldn't term? call mumble rap. Like you can hear what they're saying. I guess a trap yeah. rap. Yeah, but fair. you would you've told me you would complain. You're like, I don't get Twenty One Savage, but you've come around and you've started to realize why he's good. He's he's solid. I, recent album, like like great. Uh, it's hype. It's a, a lot great album. with him and J Cole. Great. Sam hates it. I, it just it, in the early. I don't know. In the early when he first was coming out, I'm like, he's so like just like monotone. But like honestly, that's the style of him. And when he yeah. came out, right? Wasn't he came out with an album with Drake, where he was yeah, on um, her loss? Yeah. No, 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 In 2016. Oh, oh, was oh. on like a bunch of songs with Drake. 2016? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like maybe. I'm sure Drake got on songs with him. Yeah, I mean, he, his um, voice is very monotone, but it's, it's for a time and place. There's certain songs where you need that grimy, like dark voice. Like he's like the narrator to an evil movie. Yeah. Kind of thing. Oh, maybe it was it was Sneakin'? Yeah, that I mean, With that's Drake his, and 21 Savage. Yeah. Oh, that's his, is that his album? That's, that's, on his that's album. 21 song. Yeah, I, that one, like, okay, like, leaning into it, but, like, it's it wasn't, like, my go-to. But now 21 will come on some of my playlists, and, like, I, I'm not, like, skipping it. I'm like, all right, I get it. I like it. Um, I've been seeing on – so, like, AI has obviously been, like, huge recently. So people have been taking, like, a Drake song and then putting yeah, Kanye's that. voice on it, okay? It's not like Kanye and Drake. It's just Kanye's voice singing the song. It I, Look – the controversy around Kanye aside, it is beautiful. And like, he, you could hear him singing and like, it just sounds so like yeah. miraculous. Uh, the, and like you were talking about the raspiness of Anderson Pack. There was a song, I forget what one it was where like Drake hits high notes and then like the AI had Kanye hitting the high notes and you get like that Kanye raspiness when he yells mm-hmm. and like, it was so beautiful. So it's like, we need like that, full length songs, like some like SoundCloud yeah. album with all AI stuff with uh, Kanye. That on AI Drake stuff album. is scary though. People, put like it wasn't even just like Kanye's voice on Drake's lyrics. People typed in like Jay-Z. Somehow they made Jay-Z rapping on, let's say, a Playboy Cardi beat. And it made lyrics for Jay-Z rapping in Jay-Z's voice. And it literally just sounds like Jay-Z's rapping on a Playboy Cardi song. And I wonder yeah, legally what they're gonna do about that. I mean we saw yesterday like those Trump pictures were all over Twitter and then it looked real and then they had yeah. to put up the thing. The AI is crazy. 
it's not. So I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's like another thing. I definitely want to see what you and Sam see as you're going through uh, time in, in the industry. But like, I don't know, does Jay-Z own his voice? I guess he does. But like, but yeah. like, if people are putting this out there though and, and like making money off it, then like there's an obvious issue there. Even if yeah. Jay-Z didn't sing those lyrics. So I don't know, there's a lot of gray area stuff. But yeah. I mean, you I've say album number five? Yes, I think I said all my five. But I, I've used ChatGBT, and if you type in, write me a song about the Philadelphia Eagles in the flow of Jay-Z, like, it will write you, you can imagine Jay-Z saying it, like, the way they write it. Right. It's crazy how smart it is. Now, um, imagine text-to-speech, and if it takes yeah. that, what it wrote out, and then the and speech Jay-Z is Jay-Z rap, rapping yeah. it over a beat. I mean, I don't know, it's, it has huge implications for the music industry as a whole. Uh, yeah. You can, like, bring back Tupac right on an album or something it's just nuts which is like yeah it's gonna be such an issue down the road once people start trying to profit off this and then me and you we've both experienced apple music and spotify i think we're both definitely leaning spotify right now why is it from your content creator perspective what what do you think makes spotify so much better well i think that spotify is just less static than apple music like if you go on Apple Music, it feels like very static as just like a user interface. So it's it like it's just like typical like iTunes. It, it doesn't feel like it's evolved. But like when mm-hmm. I go onto Spotify, it feels like a live. Like something's always changing on the homepage. You get some videos and stuff that it's in it. I don't use Apple Music that much to like fully understand if it mimics that at all. But the way that I would describe Spotify over Apple Music is that it feels more alive it feels more interactive than just like Apple music. Cause if yeah. you come and like, it's just like, choose your music. Like, do you, do you feel that way? Cause I know you bounce around. Yeah. I think like, look, subject, I go, sub- I go on to, I go on to Apple music and it's just like, it's just static. It, and then, I don't know. I just feel like I, then I click to Spotify, things are moving around. There's different elements that you can go to that are more interactive. So I think that's, I that's kind of my, the suggestions difference. on Spotify are 10 times better that I love the feature where you can click on a song. If I'm going to the gym, I'll look up Superhero by uh, Metro and Future. I'll click go to radio. And then it gives me so many suggestions of songs that are so similar to that. And then say yeah. I find another song in that playlist I love. I click the radio to that one and I keep kind of going down a rabbit hole of finding new music. And if you have a playlist, it gives you like the perfect songs at the bottom. It gives you five songs to add to the playlist they suggest and you can refresh it. And they're usually so accurate to the songs you've already chosen, which I think is amazing. And yeah. a comparison I kind of just thought of, I feel like Spotify is like Starbucks and Apple Music is like Dunkin' Donuts. Like something about Spotify just feels like a better interface. It's nicer. And something about Starbucks when you're inside of it, it's just like professional. Does that make sense? I agree. Yeah. And it's funny because usually when you're talking about anything Apple related, you would compare it to being the Starbucks. Yeah. And then anything else you're comparing it to would be the, the Dunkin' or Tim Hortons, whichever area you're in, right? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that Spotify has just been, they're, they're solely focused on music and audio. So they, I would expect that they have a superior platform versus Apple, which obviously has like so many resources to create something really great, but like it's not their core focus. So with Spotify, like that's their product. The streaming platform is their product. So I expect it to be better, and um, I, I use it every single day. And uh, and I originally shifted to 
Spotify. One, just from friend recommendations telling me to check it out. Two, they had a really good like student discount deal. Um, and then you eventually become locked in because it does such a good job at recommending music. You start to build out playlists. And I think that their like daily mix, the daily mixes that it prepares for you each day are like unmatched. Every time between daily mix one, two, three, and four, like I click on it and like I'm enjoying whatever it is and it can knows like what mood aligns with with the music. Mm-hmm. It's great. And what you said about how Spotify is solely focused on like the audio experience is literally the reason why I'm wearing Bose headphones right now and I'm not wearing AirPods. Also because I have big ears and these just really stick in my ears. I just, there's just something I feel like in the back of my head telling me that Bose focuses on headphones. So they usually are yeah. probably going to make better headphones. Is that true? I don't actually know. But there's something about like when a company's focused on one thing versus Apple, the many, like, would I rather get a JBL speaker or the new Apple speaker? It might be better, but for some reason I trust JBL because they know that they're solely focusing on audio. Right. I think it's also just an ecosystem thing. Like I'm, I would choose AirPods over any other headphone simply because it connects really easily to like my Apple devices, but I'm wearing Beats right now. Beats are great. Speaking of music quality though, there, there have been, I've seen like opinions that, Apple Music actually has higher quality music from a streaming standpoint than Spotify. I, yeah. I don't know what that entails, but like the music is crisper when it comes comes through. Like I don't yeah, know. There's there's something I forget what it's called. It'll say it on some albums. There's a certain way they produce albums now that it gives you a full like head experience. I'd have to look on Apple Music after this to see what it's called, but it gives you the That's option. Like, there's certain albums that are made in a certain different. They're mixed in a different way. They're like you well, can it's, hear it's, like it's when spatial audio. To, it's spatial audio. So if something's pans to the left, instead of like just coming out of your left ear, it's like coming from the left top right. Like it's very specific, which is sick. Right. Yeah. But also I've, I I can do that on my headphones, right? It's it's a it's part it's one of the settings. So even if I'm on listening to Spotify music and I do that, I don't know. I'm just kinda of listening to it in a plain way. Maybe I need higher quality headphones to use spatial yeah. audio, but uh yeah anyway spotify just feels more alive it feels more friendly and approachable now they're, now they're doing the I whole like dark mode thing. too i yeah. do like dark well i have every app in dark mode besides apple music which is maybe that's something that i connected to the starbucks thing because starbucks is like black and brown colors and dunkin donuts is like bright white when you walk in right but it's really cool what i mean some people have negative opinions on it but they're making uh they're making Spotify more TikTok kind of related where you can scroll and there's more content. And I know I've seen you discuss it, how Spotify really is trying to focus on their podcast and it didn't really work out too well for them. But that could be an interesting way where you can go on and you know, clip of Joe Rogan, clip of JJ Reddick's podcast, clip of like clip of Barstool podcast. Sound centric. Scrolling down. Pick up some sound centric. Come on. Yeah. Sorry, I don't want to be a little narcissistic on the show, but yes, yeah, sound centric. <laughs> I think it's a cool idea. Uh, yeah, How do you feel about that? I, I think I think it's a great idea. I, I they they tested something like this out almost a year ago. I remember seeing uh, a discover a discover page in my Spotify, and basically you could scroll and it would play you a clip of music. I actually found a song. It's called uh, I think it's called Parachutes by um, I forget the name of the artist. Great Don Diablo, but anyway, maybe. Um, I discovered that song from it. So I was like, wow, this is cool because I can just listen to like the most popular part of the song. Yeah. And that's usually like, the most enticing part. 
uh, for example, if I was into a lot by 21 Savage, I'd probably just want to hear the, uh, the J Cole verse and no 21 hate, no 21 hate. But anyway, (laughs) I I think it's a great way to, to get smaller artists discovered because I, I do remember seeing a lot of smaller artists come up on the discover page. So like, for example, Adam, if you put out music and whatnot, you know, how, how do you expect to reach people unless you're just tapping your current like audience, right? On Twitter, yeah. on SoundCloud, whatever it may be. So this adds like a really great discoverability element. So if I'm an artist and I want to put out music, like the first platform I want to try to put it on is Spotify because it's going to allow me to potentially get the most reach. Mm-hmm. Or you can post the, do some viral marketing and try to put it on TikTok and have it go viral. But like, right, that's very rare. But this actually may be able to get it in front of the right people, which is great. Yeah. And then and for, it's also for like podcast, directly to the source. Like if you're seeing it on Spotify and click on it, it's like instant stream versus TikTok. You might forget 100%. about it, have to find the TikTok later and find the song and track it down. This obviously would be like the easiest right to the source solution. Right. You don't need to leave the app, which is just genius on Spotify's part. And then for, for podcasting, same idea. I mean, I listen to the same like three, four podcasts each week, but I'd love to discover different ones that relate to what I've been listening but I'm not trying to just read descriptions and like skip through episodes to see if there's something yeah. interesting. So I want to have Spotify take a clip, put it in front of me of something I, I may like, and then I can click in and listen to the full episode. So maybe you and Sam or you and I right now have a spicy take. And like that is what plays when someone's scrolling through the Discover feed in Spotify and then they click on and now yeah. maybe they become like life I'd, lifelong listeners. I'd be curious if the person who makes a podcast decides that. Obviously, if you're someone as big as Joe Rogan or JJ Reddick's podcast, I'm sure they have connections at Spotify that like can do that stuff. Let's say you're a small podcast like us. Do we? Ch- I'm not sure if we choose that. I assume we would have to choose that and tell them a minute mark of what, or maybe we submit a maybe we have to submit our own video to Spotify. But I think it's a cool idea. Yeah, some people might question. argue. Some people might argue it's another app where you're scrolling. And it's like how many apps do we need that are scrolling? But I see the positive sides of it more than negative. Yeah. Well, again, it also adds another interactive element to uh, like a, a, a pretty boring app, right? Like Spotify is pretty, a streaming app, app is just, it's a music app. It's like pretty boring, right? The, the main thing you come for is just to listen to music. So they're trying to add a more interactive element. Uh, so, it, and also it's better for you as an artist and a, like a podcaster, because I think you can, you upload, you can upload clips or descriptions and stuff. So it puts the power in your hands to like upload a compelling clip or something. And if you go and listen to music right now, like a song on Spotify, you do see like a little a short form video playing in the background. So if I'm scrolling on their discover feed and like, I, I want to also, that's going to catch my eye. So that also is another uh, graphic element for artists to tap into as opposed to just the music. So I think there, there's obvious like opinions like, oh God, and like we're TikTok, tick everything. But I think it's positive. And like Spotify is going to test it. It, it. There's there's no downside for smaller artists because it gets their music in front of, you know, newer listeners who wouldn't have otherwise found them. And then for us, it also allows us to find new music and new podcasts. So it's like, what, what what's to complain about? If you don't want to go scroll, then yeah. don't scroll. Spotify still does a great job at recommending you stuff. No, I 100% agree. And our last topic to get into, this summer I worked at Live Nation, so I had the ability to take my brother to a Kendrick Lamar concert. We had amazing seats. And hey, Brett I bought him a sweatshirt. And Brett I bought, bought him a sweatshirt. I didn't he owes me $100. Money. He owes me $100. Yeah, accordingly, apparently. So 
Brett knows that there's nothing I love more than concerts. I used to, in high school, just drive or take the train into Philadelphia and go to concerts alone and just meet, meet friends at the front of the lines of the shows I was seeing. So, Brett, my question is to you, what, is, what are some or maybe the favorite concert you've ever been to? One or a couple. Maybe I'll do if three. If it's hard to choose one, you can do a couple. Well, I've only been to a handful of concerts in my life, so um, I'll probably just group them together. I, I think the, the Kendrick Lamar concert's up there. And, and truly, it's, it's probably number one because I was unsure what, like, I've never been to a, eh, I've been to, like, a Logic concert with you when, like, Joey Badass opened mm -hmm. up. And it's, like, it's hectic, right? It's hectic. Yeah. So I kind of had the same perception that the Kendrick concert was going to be like that. Sure, it's probably like that when you're on the ground level, but like we had pretty solid seats and whatnot. But Kendrick also was an amazing performer with a scripted set. And so it wasn't just him like running around the stage, rapping, flailing his t-shirt, right? Yeah, like, that's like stereotypical. Like yeah, stereotypical like rapper at like a festival, like with a yeah, their shirt in their hand. hand. Yeah, like spraying water everywhere. But Kendrick had a whole set and it was phenomenal. And like, it, I felt like an immense amount of emotion over me when it first started and baby Keem opened up for him. And like, I, I knew baby Keem, one of his, his like bigger songs, but like didn't hear all his other stuff. Like it's beautiful. He's, he's very good, very talented. So that was like a new artist exposure for me. So overall that was just such a, an amazing concert. Um, yeah. so thanks for taking me. Um, got you. And uh, you, you don't need to pay me for the sweatshirt. Man, um, <laughs> you're too nice to me. And then, I guess I'll throw in I, like a poppy concert. I went to a Dua Lipa concert uh, about a year ago during, I think, her Future Nostalgia tour. She she was a phenomenal performer as well. So it was another one of those like really well rehearsed concerts. And she has just such an amazing voice. So like to to be, you know, at a, at her concert probably like peak slash start of her career really was awesome. And then recently I went to a Billy Joel concert, so I'm getting a little old school. But he was also just wonderful. And, and he's not as scripted, right? He's more just like on the fly. Yeah. And like, that's kind of how like the, the older folk uh, kind of do it. But he, he was just amazing. And to see that he still has his like, his vocal strength at his age after performing for as long as he's performed was just crazy. So I feel like I've been to like a nice mix of concerts, like, you know, very blessed to have been able to, to go to yeah. Kendrick, Dua, and then of course, Billy Joel. But those probably like top three. And then I got... One more, just the honorable mention, Coldplay. It was like my first like true concert. I went with, we went, yeah. went with Jared, Jared's older brother. Um, that was awesome. And they are also really talented. And also not as scripted. They just like run around singing and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But they have like a light show. It was just like an amazing uh, venue experience is what I would say. Like we got bracelets that would light up on cue with a certain song. And so it just made the whole entire atmosphere something else versus being like, take out your phone, put your flashlight on. It was like, everything was doing it for you. Those, those, are, my, those are my top three, four. What about you? For me? So I like how you touched on like the theatrical element of Kendrick because that was the first time I've been to a show that was thea theatrical in that way to the point where I remember him and Baby Keem who are cousins passed each other and they didn't even like look at each other. Like Baby Keem looked down and walked off stage. Like it was very on key to like time signatures. They're yeah, very, yeah, very yeah. specific. So that was a really cool experience to have. Anderson Pack live drumming while also singing his heart out. It's just one of those impressive feats that 
I'm like, how is he? Be, like, I can't drum. Try tapping Where was under that? the leg drumming. I saw that at the Fillmore so, senior year of high school. That was great. Um, seeing JID, so doing the more jumping, spraying water bottle style of performance, but he raps word for word while doing that. And people don't understand the breath control involved in being able to do that. Like trying to rap a song as you're running around. It's crazy. It was very impressive. And then the best show I think is Amine, who I've seen. He was just very in touch with the crowd, very pro, like, he would shout to the crowd, like, you're beautiful. And everyone would be like, I know, which sounds very cheesy. But when you're in that, like, euphoria of the moment of being at a concert, it feels like nothing else matters. And it, it was a very, it was a touching moment. I saw him during a hard time in my life senior year. So it was like, nice, to, nice to see an artist do that. Sounds like a logic-ass move. <laughs> Peace, love, and like, Hey, you're beautiful. I know. <laughs> well, Brett, this was an honor oh, to wait, have you wait, on wait. the podcast. My, my question for you is, what's your dream dream concert? Like, dream wish concert. list, number one. I'll be honest. I am seeing my dream concert next week. It is J.I.D. and Smino together. I'm seeing them in Cincinnati. Those are my two most listened to artists of last year. Like, besides seeing J. Cole on a tour, because I've seen J. Cole at a festival, but it's not as good seeing it at a festival. I'm literally seeing my dream concert next week. I'm so excited. That's awesome. Dream concert artists that are alive. Still, I mean, still to, this one? I had to see J. Cole. J., yeah, J. Cole, like front row, would probably be my dream. Wow. All right. Birthday's coming up. Uh, hey, June 8th. Same day as Kanye. Um, too soon. So, Brett, it was an honor to have you on. Um, one of our first five guests ever. And the first time we've had a co-host that wasn't one of us, too. So thank one you. One of us. One of one us. Of yeah, us. it was awesome. Thanks for thanks for texting me. Um, sad to hear I was uh, last choice. But uh, whenever <laughs> I get a chance to come on Soundcentric, I, uh, I'll drop everything I'm doing and run. And that's precisely yeah. what I did. So uh, it was a fun time. Right. And um, call mom. Call mom. (laughs) Call mom. Uh, Cuomo action. And we are out. Peace.